I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Previously on the legacy of Gaia. Sit down, Finn, Nyakak said calmly. Just sit down. Before we know, we'll be butchered by morning. This is episode 19 of the legacy of Gaia. Theus was wandering the stone halls deep in the Valhalla, wondering where his caretaker had gone for the day. It was most unlike him to just disappear. The old man took long gliding steps down the ancient corridors and suddenly realised some of these hallways he had not visited for a long time. The Valhalla itself was surprisingly large and the only person who knew more than anyone about it was Aslo. Theus took a puff of his pipe and closed his eyes. He could almost smell the years that had passed between these walls. He wondered what Diego Manstru, the founder of this Valhalla, who was once a disciple of Gaia himself, would think of this place now. There had to be many changes, of course, but all in the name of progress. Inside, outside, and whatever lay between these walls. Progress is never looking back, Manstra had announced when opening the Valhalla, according to scripture. And how do we know how far we've come? Theus thought. As he walked further along, his feet making slight, lonely, punctuating sounds in the air, he looked at either side of the wall and pondered the occasional paintings that hung there. There was Damascus IV, a man known for slaying half of the Dark Clans during his lifetime. Damascus sat facing the left side of the painting as if he was also looking down the corridor, which led into a dark abyss. His clothing looked dignified and of a deep crimson. His dark features and bright eyes were staring towards the middle distance, as if not sure where to rest. His right hand clasped a long sword, ready to strike at any moment. Theus moved onwards and from the shadows appeared a long figure, clearly in a rush. For a moment, he wondered whether it was Diego himself coming to advise him what to do, or perhaps the enemy had finally entered these inner halls. Theus stopped until he saw that it was Midius and laughed ever so slightly to himself. What's the matter? he called out. Theus, have you seen Aslo? He's been taken in for questioning by Colum and I cannot find them. I have been looking for him myself. Questioning, you say? Yes, sir. I believe Aslo has been set up to look like the perpetrator of the theft, but we both know that he's not. Minius was looking up and down the corridor. Theus paused and took a long suck of his pipe, which clearly annoyed Minius. 
But Colin believes he is? Headmaster asked, his head bowed. Yes, sir, but only based on my information. Millie stopped looking around, realising that perhaps the headmaster knows more than he was letting on. Colum is a mighty warrior, and his judgment has often saved this Valhalla from all kinds of trouble. I'm sure if Aslo is innocent, there'll be nothing to fear. I just wish they would hurry this up so he can go back to work. Thea strode off, his head still slightly bowed as if embarrassed by his answer. Milius stared after him in amazement. He found it beyond belief that the headmaster could shrug off such an indecency. But then, what if Colum is right and Aslo might have some information? He hoped Colum wouldn't push him too far, as the caretaker was but a simple, work-orientated soul, and any wrongdoings would surely be a mistake. Theus was right in being so calm. Milius thought he should be trusted in the appointed leader of Nor Heath. He looked up at Jamascus IV, the man who some claimed as a monster and others a hero. Minius walked further down the corridor and tried to get rid of an ill feeling deep down in his chest, burning at his heart, leaving Damascus to watch along the dark corridor for the rest of eternity. The sun shone down onto the Valhalla and reflected like a million crystals onto the warm faces of the students. The mood had lightened since the events of the theft, but still the watchful tower kept an eye on its inhabitants. The green hills underneath the huge temple were kneeling and praying to the bright orange sun, bleeding out its colours onto the once blue sky. It was the magic hour, the hour of change. The children flocked out, slowing down to close their eyes and feel the beauty that surrounded them merge with their bodies, breed with their cue, and exert the feeling that, no matter what might come, they were alive here and now. From the distance came the sound of an enchanting piano. No one knew who was playing, but it was coming from inside of the Valhalla. Then voices began singing in different tones. It was the choir rehearsal. The sounds etched into the ears of the children, and the burning sky lit their souls. Minius looked at the sun from Serene's empty classroom as it slowly lowered into the depths of the land, and he decided to walk back to the caretaker's room to see if there was anything or anyone there that might help. As he approached the door, it suddenly swung open to reveal Colum standing in its way like a giant human wall. "'What's going on? Did you bring him back?' Minius asked, noticing the snarl appear on Colum's face. "'We're finished with him,' the dominating figure replied, pushing past with another two knights following him. Their leaving revealed Aslo hiding in the corner of the small room, crying, with his many legs curled up, much like a dead spider would look like. "'Wait a second. Minius rushed back to catch up to Colum. Get back here! Minius saw Colum and the two other knights stop in their tracks. Colum stood still. The knights moved in front of their leader and turned to face him. Minius saw Colum give a slight nod. The two knights walked off and Colum turned around to face him. Minius could see Colum's single eye staring deep into his soul. His lip snarling slightly like that of an angry dog. He could hear his warm breath heaving in and out of his huge lungs like a machine. Then suddenly, he walked right up in front of Minius and stared down at him from his unnatural height. What the hell are you doing talking to me like that in front of my men? By Gaia, this isn't about your ego, Colum. What have you done to Aslo? Minius demanded to know. What had to be done, young knight? Colum went to walk away and Minius grabbed his shoulder. Don't turn your back on me. 
Suddenly Colin whipped around and unexpectedly grabbed Milius by the neck and pinned him up against the wall. They were practically touching noses, and his face became a blur of a single eye. You want to push this further, kid? I have fought all my life for this damn file. I learned what it stands for. And I get kids like you running around thinking they own the place. Milius tried to struggle out of the grip, but Colin was far too strong. You would never survive in the noise of old. This battle has become full of people like you. You have lost what we once held sacred. And it's only going to be a matter of time until things have to change again, you'll see. Suddenly the rage in Colum subsided and made way for a sudden fear. Milius recognised that fear. It was a fear of having said too much in anger. Something Milius was familiar with. Colum, not wanting him to see this, stepped back and pointed at him. The large metal blade attached to his wrist almost poking the young knight in the nose. You'll see. And walked off. Minnie stared at Colin's back until he was gone and went in to see Asdo, who'd looked like he had cried himself to sleep. Minnie turned his face round and saw a bruised, battered and bloody Aslo staring back up at him. One of his eyes had swollen up completely. Dry blood caked his entire face. He was missing teeth and part of his nose had been ripped off. The caretaker suddenly came round and all the pain of his body came flooding back and made him cry again. Why did they do this? He asked through a wet, faltering voice. I don't know, Milius said. What did you tell them? Just just what I told you, friend. Just, just what I told you. I don't know no more than that. They didn't believe me. Any energy Aslo had suddenly wore off. Milius could see that his body was cut and most likely whipped. They had gone to extreme lengths to produce nothing from a simple groundskeeper. Someone who had never done any harm to anyone. Just a lonely old man quite content with his own little space and privacy to get on with. Minius wrapped him in a blanket. He didn't move him. And decided to get Serene to look after him while he worked further on the battle plans. What was Colin doing? Had he gone mad? Minius thought he certainly looked mad in his frenzy did not think Colum's comments about the Valhalla was faithful, as Theus might have thought. He would discuss a plan with Serene. Colum was acting suspiciously, and they needed to make sure he was acting in the best interest to the Valhalla. So, they would spy on him, and if he was indeed the Mole, well, Minius would have to kill him. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash legacyofgaia. If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at legacyofgaia or email us at legacyofgaia at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.